1: It has been a little bit since we talked about the NBA playoffs. We're going to go over what's going on around the league today. Talk about some of the lessons we can learn from the Clippers and the Bulls now that they've been eliminated. A while back, but they've been eliminated. Uh, It's time for some playoff lessons on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed a locked on magic. Today is May 11th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go around the league a little bit, talk a little bit about what's going on in the playoffs, kind of keep uh, up to date with what's actually going on in the NBA as we get ready for the NBA draft plotter. We'll do some lottery talk, we'll do some draft talk tomorrow. Um, we'll talk some playoff lessons, what we can learn from the LA Clippers and Chicago Bulls as well. Before we do that though, we want to thank you for making lockdown magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making lockdown magic part of your day every day. Remember there's a great podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for lockdown and the team you're looking for the lockdown podcast network. It's your team every day. Um, you know, I, I, I do like to spend some time, uh, Talk about what's going on around the rest of the NBA, obviously, we want to do everything with an Orlando Magic bent to it and, and some and with an, uh, an eye on the Orlando Magic. But, uh, obviously, we're, we're kind of in a waiting pattern, we're doing some player evaluations, we're doing some season recap stuff. Um, but we're waiting for Tuesday. Tuesday is NBA draft lottery day, and, and it's obviously an exciting day, it's obviously an, uh, an interesting day. And we'll do another mock draft Friday on Friday at noon on Twitter Spaces at Daily. Um, so pencil that into your calendars there Friday at noon. Um but you know we're we're obviously just we're we're just waiting right now for news to drop and, and for the magic's future to to somewhat get determined to know what is really in store and ahead for the Orlando Magic. And you know, I will say my usual lottery warnings here prepare for the worst, hope for the best, prepare for the worst everything's out of their control. There's nothing the Magic can do. They did their work to put themselves in a good draft position. I'm comfortable with at least six, maybe seven guys in this draft. It's going to be okay no matter what happens. Well, uh, you know, obviously the Magic, they need an influx of talent. They need top-end talent. Um, uh, that's that's going to be key uh, uh, for the team. But, you know, really what I'm seeing throughout the playoffs this year, and, and it's going to be one of the points I'm going to draw out here in a little bit, um, is just how vital depth is to uh success in this league to, to success in the playoffs and just just success uh as you're going through things um you look at the Memphis Grizzlies um you know yast stage had a really tough loss to golden state uh the other night um in game and f- game 4 uh, to fall down 3-1 in that series but uh Gold- memphis played a good chunk of their season without John ja Morant. And, and, and until Monday until Monday night, had a really good record, um, even without John Morant in the mix. Um, and so that is a, a really important lesson to remember that you have to be able to play without your stars. And then we'll draw out that point a little bit more. But you look throughout the league, there are injuries after injuries after injuries after injuries. You know, Devin Booker missed some time in the first round. Um, Philadelphia was, spit with, was without Joel Embiid, and he's clearly playing hurt right now for the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing without Chris Middleton. Um, The Celtics have had to deal without Robert Robert Williams. Um, Injuries are a fact of the NBA. They're a fact of the regular season. They are a fact in the playoffs. And you have to be able to cover and and, and play around those guys. But, you know, as always in the playoffs, you see the stars really rise to the occasion and rise to the top. Whether it was Brandon Ingram in the first round with the New Orleans Pelicans, whether it's been Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks, whether it's been, uh, you know, Several guys for the Heat. The Heat are just uh, an amazingly fun team to watch. Um, you know, John Morant's had big games. Steph Curry's had big games. Jordan Poole's had big games. Luca, Jalen Brunson. It, it's the usual lessons that we see in the playoffs. Um, You know, I would say the injuries so far have taken away from the playoff experience, have taken away uh, from the way that we would like to see these playoffs play out. Um, obviously... Uh, obviously, um, you know you want to see the best players. You want to see the best teams with their best lineups out there, and that's been, frankly, one of the disappointing parts of this playoffs. I mean, clearly Philadelphia can give Miami a good run for their money, but clearly Joel Embiid's not 100 um, percent playing with the with the uh, injury in his thumb, playing you know with the the fractured orbital bone. Um, it's clear Embiid is not able to do the things that he was able to do uh, normally, and 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 put up the MVP caliber season. That he's had. There's been a lot of award talk lately. Um, I, I would say celebrate all three of the finalists for MVP, not just the winner. Everyone's had an MVP caliber season and 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 it's it's been a really fun season individually for a lot of guys. Um, it's it, the playoffs are their own thing. Um, you know, I, I I believe this about the playoffs. You know, the regular season's about analytics, the playoffs are just about doing whatever you got to do to win. Um, you know, you got to be able to hit mid-range shots in the playoffs, you gotta be able to be uh flexible and adjust. I think that was a Big criticism uh, of Steve Clifford in his time in Orlando is when the magic got to the playoffs, they couldn't adjust. They couldn't be flexible. They could only play their way. um, And that made it easy to really hone in on them. Obviously they didn't have top end talent, which, which helps with improvisation. Um, And again, this is I think something Jamal Mosley is trying to implement into his roster and to his game plan early, even if the team doesn't necessarily have the personnel um, to play that style. Um, The playoffs have been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed these playoffs the second round, I'll admit, has been, despite how close these series are, has been a little disappointing. I was expecting some real battles, especially in that Milwaukee-Boston series, which is which has been a lot of fun. Um, but obviously, uh, obviously, uh, you know, these are the eight best teams in the league right now. Um, and, and I think we're we're due for a really good conference finals and hopefully a really good finals um as well. Hopefully everyone stays healthy because that's been the main story so far. Um, we'll dive. Let's dive in specifically to the LA Clippers because I think they draw this point out really, really, really well about what it takes to win and what it takes, what it's, what's necessary to kind of keep yourself alive. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, our next partner has a product that I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I am focusing on myself this year. It's the New, year res- New, Year's, New Year's resolution I, I had. I've kind of gone back and forth with it. I'm trying to spend, especially now that we're in the off season, focusing on myself, taking care of myself and my body and Athletic Greens and AG1 is a great way to do this. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, all the things that you should be focused on. Um, it's really that simple. It's just one drop a day, a scoop of uh, of your powder into your, into your water in the morning, It's really, really easy to take and really, really easy to integrate into your day. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in those winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. We're obviously past that. Athletic Green has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. That's greens, plural, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is
0: Jake from Locked On.
1: We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first lesson every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast hosted by Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter. He is joined by our friend Richard Stateman, Sam Ferris, and Lee Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock Draft player rankings, and, of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So what I like to do is teams get eliminated from the playoffs. It's something we got to pick up the pace a little bit on here as we get past the second round. It's kind of look at the teams as they're eliminated and, and try to draw lessons out uh, from how they played and and what the magic, especially a, a rebuilding magic team, can learn from these teams and these organizations as they try to build to their next step or try to take their next step. Orlando is obviously at a very beginning stage of their rebuild. They're trying to build something up uh, and <coughs> excuse me, um, and and advance in their rebuild. And so there's important lessons to take from teams that are having some success or are potentially having some failures in the process, some ways that this team can continue to learn. And so when I look at the LA Clippers, um, you know, obviously a a team that um, is, is is interesting in so many ways, a team that's not like the Orlando Magic because they have a Paul George, they have a Kawhi Leonard, both missed this, both missed the majority of the year because of injuries. Kawhi missed a whole year. Paul George missed 50 some odd games. Um, They have those star players in place, but, because of injuries, they had to become a completely different team. They were not the team they intended to be at the beginning of the season, um, and, and obviously they had a, a do-or-die game against New Orleans Pelicans without um, their star player and Paul George. that They ended up losing and ended up missing the playoff field. Injuries have been a story for the LA Clippers for a long time. It's just a fact of um, it's just a fact of life for. Uh, for, um, uh, for a team with Kawhi Leonard. Um, and so starting under Doc Rivers, continuing under Ty Lu, the Clippers have worked really hard to establish an identity that is more than their stars. And while they ultimately ended up falling short of making the playoffs um, a, for a number of reasons, the Clippers are a team that the Magic can really model themselves after, at least the version that doesn't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Look at that Clippers team. They got some good veterans, Reggie Jackson, Viza Zubas, Luke Kennard. They got some young guys, Terrence Mann. Um, they got they've got some interesting players that really found their way and found a way to keep that team alive while Paul George was out. Now, the Clippers were not that great from December 8th to March 20th. They, they were good, but they weren't great. When Paul George was out from December 8th to March 25th, the Clippers went 23 and 27 and had a minus 3.2 net rating. Their offense was 26th in the league. Their defense was 17th in the league. Again, these numbers are not so dissimilar from how the Magic played. But what was different was the Clippers still found ways to win games. Um, They were a team that just ground things out. And and even though their record, their their overall net rating is probably. better or worse than their record actually ended up being, they won where it mattered. They, they won the stat that mattered. They won their fair share of games to keep themselves afloat. The absence pushed Reggie Jackson to score more. He averaged 16.3 points per game and shot 39.3% from floor. Again, not super efficient, but enough to get the job done. Terrence Mann and Amir Coffey both scored more than 10 points per game, stepping up in the absence um, and finding a way. And the Clippers just found guys to take over. They found guys were able to get hot and get going and stay and keep themselves in games and this Clippers team as the Magic found out in both games this year uh, both played without Paul George if I'm not mistaken um, the Magic found out you get you let this Clippers team hang around and play in a close game they are going to find a way to win they had more comeback victories than any team in the league if I'm not mistaken this season um, or at the very least they had their very fair share of comebacks including an impossible comeback in Washington where Luke Kennard hit, I think, eight points in like 45 seconds or something like that. The reality is the Clippers, despite clear shortcomings on the roster, despite a a team that was clearly shorthanded, a team that clearly was missing talent, they didn't finish, they didn't get to 500, obviously, but they still found ways to win. They still found a way to carve an identity that was beyond their stars. And obviously when Paul George came back, they started to pick up some steam and go on a tear before, Uh, to to make the play in tournament or to stay in the play in tournament. Um, And obviously they fell short in Minnesota. If Paul George had played against New Orleans, who knows what would have happened. Um, The Clippers are a model in that sense because their team had an identity beyond their stars. And and I think that's really, really important. You look at Memphis and the way that they're playing uh, without John Morant, and they'll likely be without John Morant. uh, They'll be without John Morant probably tonight for sure. And he's doubtful for the rest of the playoffs. Um, no matter how long that lasts for Memphis, um, you look at a team like Memphis, they find ways to win even without their star. And that is such a key and powerful thing to be able to play well, to be able to compete at a high level, even without your best player. even with even if you're missing key players, guys step up, they they rise to the challenge. your team still plays very much the same way. Memphis might play a little grimier or dirtier, but that's really no different from how they want to play anyway. This is a big thing for me, um, is to make sure your team has an identity beyond its star. Your star is going to help you, and your star is going to help you craft your identity. The Magic have drafted a ton of defensive guys. They want to be a defensive team. But the Magic, whenever they get their star, whenever they get that that central player, they need to still maintain key facets of who they want to be on both offense and defense so that yes, the task will be tougher without your star. It always is, but that way you can keep playing at the same level. You can keep doing the same things. You can keep finding ways to be success. I mean, Steve Clifford talked about this forever. You find your way to play and then you play that way, no matter who's in the game, no matter who's out there, there shouldn't be that much of a difference. You know, maybe you play a little faster, maybe you play a little slower, maybe you rely on three-pointers more but your style, your identity, your culture remains the same no matter who's in or out. That's what the Clippers did so well this year. And yeah, 23 and 27 without Paul George it isn't a whole lot to write home about. That's a big absence. It's a huge absence for a team that's built around two stars and had to kind of cobble a team together. I think Ty Lue deserves a ton of credit. Ty Lue is such an underrated coach. Um, he deserves a ton of credit for getting that team to play as hard as they did uh, for as long as they did and to give that team a real chance uh, to compete and play for something meaningful, to play for a playoff spot in the end. We'll talk a little bit about the Chicago Bulls, a team that had to do a lot of that shuffling too and lost a little bit of its identity and where they stand a year after the big trade with the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, summer is here. Um, It's a little cool outside here in Orlando in in mid-May, but we know the summer heat is coming. We know it's about to get real here. And we need the snack to get us through our our day, whether we're outside, whether we're inside, no matter what, the summer days drag and we need the boost of an energy bar to get us where we're going. Built Bars are the healthy and delicious snack that gives you that protein boost and that chocolate fix you are looking for. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. If that's not enough for you, They have mixed boxes uh, with all the different kinds of flavors that they have, whether it's a puffs flavor, which is these little protein-infused marshmallows, um, or the classic flavors that they offer all the time. Built Bar makes sure there is something for everyone. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, and the choice is frankly pretty obvious. Go to built.com to get all your favorites: banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate. I think right now they have white chocolate cake, um, which sounds delicious, uh, and I'm probably going to order some too. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
1: The Chicago Bulls are a really interesting case study, and they might honestly be one of the more interesting teams this offseason to figure out what they do. Um, the Bulls, when they made the trade with the Orlando Magic uh, last uh, a year ago uh, on March, um, carved a new, you know, really pushed their chips in, in the middle of the table to make the playoffs. They wanted to pair Zach Levine with another all star, Nikola Vucevic. They gave up two first round picks to do that, um, one of them becoming Franz Wagner. Um, And they really put some money in this offseason to help this team get over the hump into the playoffs. They acquired Lonzo Ball. They signed Alex Caruso. They signed DeMar DeRozan. The Bulls put themselves in a really good position to make the playoffs. And until injuries really decimated that roster with both Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball out, the Bulls were one of the best stories and best teams in the NBA. There's always something hiding beneath the surface, though. The Bulls struggled a lot against the best teams in the league. I think they had only two wins against teams in the top four of the Eastern Conference, and injuries ultimately shortchanged them, both Zach Levine also succumbing to injuries as well, um, as they fell to sixth in the Eastern Conference and ultimately bowed out in the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Chicago Bulls are a case study in a team that pushed all their chips to the middle for what seems like a middling team, and now has to reevaluate everything again. They spent a lot of capital to build this team. And and, and to some extent, they are disappointed in what they got Nikola Vucic, even though they pushed him to be the third guy on that team, um, because ultimately his defensive flaws were exposed again, and he couldn't quite ramp up his offense and and fit into what they ultimately built. The Bulls are interesting for a number of reasons this offseason. A, they have Zach Levine uh, as a free agent, and there's already beginning to be some whispers that Zach Levine may actually test free agency and could actually leave Chicago if it looked like. He was set to stay in Chicago, um, for stay in Chicago uh, as a free agent. Uh, beyond that, too, they are a team that feels poised to be a big player in the trade market. They are a team in sixth. They clearly, they, you know, they have enough. It seems like to compete, but it's not clear they have enough to win a championship. And if they want to win a championship, they're going to have to make a bold move. So if they're, especially if they're trying to convince Zach Levine to stay, they've clearly been willing to make those bold moves before. Um, And they'll have to make that bold move again. The Bulls could easily stand pat, of course. Uh, They were in good good spot before injuries really killed the team. Um, But that doesn't seem like the smart path for them. The Bulls are going to have to be active this offseason if they want to take the next step and, and get into the class of contenders in the Eastern Conference. This is, of course, a really important reminder for a rebuilding Orlando Magic team. The Bulls in January look like the class in the Eastern Conference, or look like a team uh, that could compete for a championship or could be a quiet contender for a championship. Everything looked great. Now, at the end of the season, everything does not look good. This league is about constant evaluation and reevaluation. And if there's a lesson to take from the Bulls, it's that, yes, you can make progress in a season, but that can't be enough. You, you take steps forward, but you need to take that ultimate step forward. You can't be so... Uh, you can't be so content with a good season. It's obviously a flaw that the Magic had following the 2019 season. Um, I think some of us would agree that, yes, that was a young team. There was a lot that the Magic should have reinvested in with Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross, but the Magic also did not do enough to push that team forward. They weren't aggressive to say, hey, we can be more than this. Now, whether whether that was the right decision or not is certainly one that can still be debated, but for sure, the 2020 Magic, took a little bit of a step back because the Magic didn't try to take that step forward. Sometimes you got to take a little bit of a risk. Um, what risk the Magic should take in that offseason is certainly a debate. Maybe it was trading Evan Fournier. Maybe it was trading Aaron Gordon at that point. Um, you know, they didn't really know what they had in Markel Fultz yet. Um, there was certainly a reason to say, okay, we can see what this young team grows into. But again, 2020 turned in, turned into turned out to be a disaster. Jonathan Isaac getting hurt. Everyone kind of stagnating. Uh, Markel Fultz was good. But the magic ultimately kind of hit their hit their plateau and, and it became too late to kind of take a step forward they, they they were waiting for the floor to drop out like it did in 2021 and, and again i think that's a fair criticism of jeff waltman that the magic didn't do enough to evaluate and reevaluate the roster to say hey we've got to take a step forward jeff waltman's called 2019 and 2020 a sugar high right now and frankly that's on him for not making it permanent or trying to figure out like okay can can we build with this team and if not Maybe we should reset a little bit sooner. You know, again, it's it, it I think there's a fair debate about what the magic did and the path the magic took. Um, and 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 certainly I think there's a fair argument to be said, like the magic should have been aggressive in the summer of 2019, resign re resign Ross, and then go out and get someone else to really help this team take their next step, trusting, you know, maybe Jonathan Isaac to be uh, a full-time four without Aaron Gordon there. Um that's really the lesson of of the Bull season is you can't be satisfied. You have to take those next steps. You have to be willing to push your team forward. And if you fail to do that, you get stuck. The Bulls are in reevaluation mode this offseason. And really, every offseason needs to be about evaluating and reevaluating what you have. That's good do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. So you're tuned in Himbley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places all the podcasts to your. Podcast enable advice. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD, and of course for latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at O Magic Daily. Don't forget we'll be doing a Twitter Spaces on Friday at noon on at O Magic Daily. So get your last second draft lottery questions in. Um, I may do my draft lottery explainer uh, on that show um, uh, um, as well. So we'll 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 talk plenty about the draft. I've got some more draft coverage planned. Um, as we get ready for the Combine starting this weekend and, of course, the NBA Draft Lottery on Tuesday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Check it out today at Locked On NBA. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Dealing and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.